Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Welcome back, guys, to a special edition reaction time with my co-host, Ben Visser. Um, we took our little, you know, off-season break, but wrestling has been, I would say, on fire this off-season. Yeah, a few different storylines to follow. Um, but the biggest story, I would say, this week specifically <laughs> is realignment. And we finally have realignment news that specifically impacts wrestling. So Ben and I were like, what better way to handle this and get together, especially in our fancy new Cyclone Fanatic studio um, that you guys will technically see since we're being <laughs> recorded for once. Um, so, yeah. Ben, before we really dive into the chaos of realignment, um, I just really want to start with, you know, how have you been? How have you really been uh, processing all of this off-season news? Oh, my gosh. It's, the off-season news has been nonstop. I know Jackie and I have talked about recording a few different podcasts at a few <laughs> different points about things that have happened here, things that have happened there. And I think all of the topics will be tackled at some point. Um, we have to just have to figure out when and where to do those. But with realignment dominating the college landscape both locally and nationally for various different reasons i do think it's important to have a wrestling centric discussion on what realignment means um, for the sport and where it could lead in the future and i'm excited to get that done because it is wrestling is obviously a very unique sport there are only 70 80 programs something like that so it's a smaller scale realignment can impact it in a disproportionate way Obviously, football is king when it comes to realignment. That's all anyone ever focuses on. But um, as we saw on Twitter, there's a few Pac-12 softball players who are like, hey, this impacts us too, like in a major way. Absolutely. Um, and it's going to impact wrestlers too. So I think it's going to be important to talk about that, especially um, as we move forward and find out which teams are going to move where. Well, and I think it's it's one of those things, like you said, football is king. So we've kind of been taking the backseat to it just because – it impacts wrestling to a certain point. And like I said, thankfully, we've been able to kind of coast through it 
from a wrestling standpoint and up until this past weekend with the Arizona State uh, news, which is exciting. I think it's very exciting. We can get into what that's going to look like. But yeah, like you said, we've been so focused on these football programs, especially at Iowa State, you know, when Oklahoma and Texas made their big announcement. Um, everybody was quick to very much run and sprint to what does this mean for football? But Oklahoma was a huge, huge hit to wrestling. And it was like, what's going to happen next, which you and I hinted at it several times throughout the season, a lot of funny, petty remarks. But unfortunately for Ben, uh, Oklahoma will be staying in the Big 12 as an affiliate, according to our good pal, Kevin Dresser, who uh, I texted him today to ask, you know, where are things at with that? But I mean, at the end of the day, is it that surprising? No, it's not surprising. <laughs> it's not. I mean, Missouri became a affiliate member after they left to go to the SEC as a every other sport. Then they went to the MAC for wrestling. <laughs> um, but after so many years of that, I suppose they got sick of wrestling MAC teams. So they applied for Big Twelve membership affiliate affiliate, and they got in two years ago. They won the Big Twelve championship last year, which is a little bit of a sore spot. Um, <laughs> And now it sounds like Oklahoma gets to stay in. And I get it. I do. Because where are they going to wrestle? Are they going to go to the MAC? And so it's unfortunate, kind of. But also I get it. I think it is ultimately probably good for the sport for Oklahoma to stay in the Big 12. It makes the most sense, especially with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Now, what I'm interested in is in that realignment, obviously Bedlam is going away in every other sport, it sounds like. But we're still going to get Bedlam wrestling. So that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch happen just because I could see every the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans, I could see them channeling all of that Bedlam energy into the wrestling duels. And those could be some fun ones to watch just with the added fan energy and like, hey, you guys left us in every other sport. Let's <laughs> see if we can rip your head off. So, um, no, that's going to be really fun to watch. And yeah, like I said, ultimately I get it, but it'd be fun to punish them for a year or two as well. I think we should just do that with football. Everybody complains about Iowa, Iowa State football. Just get rid of it then. Let's just put all our energy into Cyhawk wrestling. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's already been heated enough the last couple of years, Jackie. I don't know if we need more of that, but you know, that's, it'd be podcast fodder. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it'd make our jobs more, even more fun. Um, but as stated, affiliates. Affiliates are a huge thing for wrestling, which is why I say that these realignment news have just really not impacted wrestling specifically. I'm not going to pretend to know what, you know, the other sports schedules look like, but it's nine affiliates for big 12 wrestling. So basically we've already been in this hodgepodge of the big 12 in wrestling has, it doesn't look the same. It's nine, right? I counted it like six times. So I actually think it's, I actually I think one? it's 10 because Oklahoma is going to be an affiliate oh, now. Yes. So technically 10 with Oklahoma becoming an affiliate. So, and if you're listening to this and you're like, who the heck are the affiliates? It's Cal Baptist, Missouri, North Dakota State, Nor Northern Colorado, you and I, uh, South Dakota State, Utah Valley, Wyoming, and Air Force. And now Oklahoma going into the future seasons. Um, well, is it, it won't be this year. Okay, It'll I was be the like, next wait, year. where are we at? Yep, 2024. Um, so, yeah, this is not, yeah, Arizona State is truly the biggest news in that they're going to be an official member mm -hmm. of the Big 12. So, if anything, I 
the Big 12 just earned an actual program. So I think in, in the grand scheme of things, Arizona State's the biggest winner. Of course, it's great for programs like Iowa State to have another competitive team to go up against, and this will be great for Northern Iowa as well. I'm sure Schwab is pumped to have another good team to compete against. Um, but yeah, I think Arizona State won the lottery with this one. Arizona State won the lottery, and I think Iowa State and the Big 12 at large did as well. Arizona State's a team that finished fourth, earned a team trophy two years ago. They finished seventh last year. They had four All-Americans out of five um, qualifiers, so they're a high, high-level program. Um, and Zeke Jones, their coach, has done phenomenal things for them, and I think the nine years he's been there, um, they are a team that constantly produces All-Americans. They produce national champions. Um, Colton Schultz is their heavyweight. He will likely represent the United States in some form or fashion on the international level, whether that be freestyle or Greco. Probably Greco. This is a guy that is a really, really high-level wrestler. And younger Bastida is going to be moving up to heavyweight. So um, I'm excited <laughs> to see a younger Bastida-Colton Schultz match just because their styles are definitely opposing. Um, but that's, yeah. So I love I love the addition of Arizona State as a full member. Obviously, beyond wrestling, I think it's great. And then with wrestling, I think it only could do good things. Now, the unfortunate... Unfortunately, might not be the right word, but the interesting part of this is Missouri, as an affiliate, just won the Big 12 championships last year. <laughs> when Oklahoma or when Arizona State comes in in 2024, wouldn't it just suck for them <laughs> to win the Big 12 championship their first year in the league? That would be that would grind my gears because this this upcoming year, 23-24, is Iowa State in theory should be their high point of their Jesser era. Like this upcoming year for the Cyclone should be. Really, I don't know if a team trophy should be the expectation, but let's throw it out there. Like the team trophy, earning a top four spot at Nationals, should be what this team strives for. And after that, you're going to graduate guys like David Carr and others. So they might fall off a little. So when Arizona State's first year, when Iowa State graduates a few guys like David Carr, <laughs> Did they come in and win it? Because Oklahoma State's fallen off, right? I think yeah. Oklahoma State, unfortunately for them, has fallen out of the national picture quite a bit. Um, we'll see if John Smith can work some magic and get them going in the right direction. But I remember a lot of the talks during the NCAA tournament was John Smith might be done. Now, it sounds like he's sticking around. If I think he would have retired by now <laughs> if he's going to retire. But, um, yeah, we'll see what Arizona State does their first year. But I hope they don't win it. That'd I don't. be sad. I don't want to be in a world where John Smith isn't coaching. Um, I'd want to continue to be highly annoyed by him and his staff <laughs> because they're just so obnoxious in the coach's corner. But um, no, I completely agree with you. And I think this season, especially because it's David's last season, is going to have not a, only a lot of eyes from outsiders and from you know us who cover the sport in their team but from a program standpoint i mean i feel like it's been no secret that dressers going into this season guns blazing i mean look at some of those recruiting wins this um off season as he tries to build uh the most dominant team he can to give david carr the best chance at some of those team goals he has continuously talked about week after week after week so having an Arizona State come in who's already chirpy Twitter feed is chirpy they're obviously going to come in and be like let's do what people won't think we can and let's try and win a big 12 title which like you said 
this is, I think, where my bias comes in. And I just emotionally, I don't think even I could handle watching Arizona State win a big title. Um, but you know what? Missouri did it. So cannot doubt them, I guess. But I'll share this quote that I found when Ben and I were chatting before we started recording. Um, the, you know, Arizona newspapers are working real hard. And Jones had a great um, quote that he specifically mentions Iowa State. So I'll read it to you guys. He says, I feel much more stable now, regardless of the challenges that athletic departments are facing all over the country. We are in a premier wrestling conference and being one of those schools that will be an anchor like in Iowa State, we are an anchor like those programs. We're in a premier conference where wrestling matters and is important. So I feel really good that we're here to stay for a long run. That's one way to endear yourself, right? Like, I know I just got done trash in Arizona State, not want them to win it, and I don't. But I do like hearing that quote. I love that he sees the Big 12 as a premier wrestling conference. Obviously, the Big 10 is up here. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of a notch below them. <laughs> I get it. But I do like that that's been recognized because for a long time, the Big 12 was not that. For a long time, from 2011 to 2016, the Big 12 only had four members that wrestled. And they didn't have that was before affiliates and before all that. So their their Big Twelve wrestling tournament was four teams, and you just all you had to do is win two matches to win a Big Twelve championship. No offense to Kyvin Gatson, who won multiple <laughs> Big Twelve championships, but um, it's just one of those situations where, and when you're in that situation, when you only have four teams, or like the Pac twelve is going to find themselves. Right now, the Pac twelve has six teams um, with a couple of affiliates in Little Rock and Cal State Bakersfield and Cal Poly. So they have three affiliates and three full members, but Arizona State's going away. So they only have five teams, two of them full members, three of them affiliates. When you're under six teams, you no longer qualify for postseason. So when the Big 12 had four members, they had to rely on at-large bids. Like the Big 12 tournament didn't mean anything besides Kyvin Gatson, three-time Big 12 champion. Like that's that's all it meant. It, did, it didn't earn him a spot in the NCAA championships. And that's what's going to happen to the Pac-12 now. Unless they replace um, Arizona State with another school, um, we'll see. I mean, this goes to the larger picture of conference realignment. Does the Pac-12 as a whole even survive this? Does the Big Ten poach Stanford and Cal? We'll see. Um, so the Pac-12 right now as it stands in 2024 will only have five members. So that means they're not an automatic qualifying conference. They would have to earn at-large bids assuming everything stays the same, which it won't. Uh, so I do feel bad for the remaining teams in the Pac-12. Um, Oregon State especially, I think, is in a tough spot, but just both in the big picture and wrestling-wise. I would, and Jackie, this is something I'm interested to get your take on too, I would like to see Oregon State be added as an affiliate member, assuming they go to they aren't able to go to a conference that has a wrestling um, background. I assume they're not going to the Big Ten. So um, I would like to see Oregon State added as an affiliate Um Stanford, we'll see where they end up. Cal Poly, we already have Cal Baptist in the Big 12. Same with Cal State Bakersfield, we already have Cal Baptist. So I could see those teams being added. And Little Rock is somehow in the Pac-12, and they're in Arkansas. <laughs> so if someone wants to make sense of that for me, I'll let you. But um, And that's part of the thing that when Jackie mentioned um, how realignment impacts these smaller sports too, the wrestling world is already used to travel. Like when we see those tweets from softball players 
in the Pac-12, I absolutely get it for them. They can play their entire schedule on the West Coast and not have to go anywhere. West Coast, mountains, they're done. But wrestling happens primarily in the Midwest and the East Coast. So oh, the Oregon State's the world, the Arizona State's the world, the Cal, pick your schools of the world. They're used to traveling to the Midwest. They're used to traveling all over the place. I, we looked at Arizona State's schedule earlier, and half their matches were outside of the West Coast. So um, in that regard, I think wrestlers and wrestling programs will have an easier transition with all of this realignment just because they're used to it. But um, it still is a little bit sad that we're losing some of the regionality of it because it's. I understand the Pac-12 and the struggles that's going through. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with the Oregon State comment, just because if we look back at last season and how we covered this program, that Oregon State matchup they had at the beginning of the season, gosh, where were they, Florida? I can't even remember. I think it was Florida. Um, yeah, I think it was Florida. I mean, we referenced that so many times and just what it meant for Iowa State to have that win on in their schedule, you know? So I think if I had to look at the you know, list of schools that are left. I would love to have Oregon State as an affiliate. Um, when the news broke about Arizona State, that was one of the first questions I had for you was, do we want the Big 12 to take them all? Because that's what everyone's speculating on Twitter is mm -hmm. that the Big 12 is just going to scoop up those schools that are left, make them affiliates, call it a day. But sometimes I think more isn't always good. And I don't know that I want all of those schools in the Big 12. Yeah, so this is where you get into the dilution argument. How many How many is too much? So right now, I'm going to go through some numbers and stick with me. There are, there are seven wrestling conferences. The ACC has six members. The Big 12 currently has 13. They will be adding Arizona State, so it'll be at 14. The Big 10 has 14. The EIWA, the Eastern Intercollegiate Wrestling Association, has 17, or 17 teams. The MAC has 13. The Pac-12 currently has six. They will have five. And the SOCON has nine. So if the Big 12 absorbs the rest of the Pac-12, then it'll be at 19 teams. And that's two bigger than the EIWA, which is the current largest conference. And 19 seems like too many. That is a yeah. lot of teams. Even already, um, scheduling is kind of a mess for wrestling because you're, you can only have so many dates. And a couple of those dates, you want at least one major tournament, whether it's Cliff Keen or Midlands or pick your favorite big tournament midseason. And you want to have maybe another smaller tournament in there as well. So that's two dates already gone. So you only have, I think it's 12 dates after that, and you're allowed 14. Um, you're only allowed 12 after that. You have to have Iowa. You have to have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Arizona State now, your full members, and then how do you divide the rest of the affiliates? And I think that's where it gets really, really tricky for schedulers, and maybe it doesn't matter that much, but I would like, if you are going to be an affiliate member, I would like to see you at least every other year. So when you get to 19, boy, that gets really, really tricky, and I can see the argument for the other way as well, where you have 19 teams, you're probably going to earn more automatic qualifying spots for the NCAA championships. Well, that's what I was going to bring up is you're looking at, and this is based on lot, this past 2023 NCAAs, you're looking at 19 um, allocations from the Pac-12 mm. that are now just there. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that is, I understand that argument too, because 
if you have an underperforming weight, let's I'm going to throw a weight out there. I don't think it'll underperform this year. 125, just as an example, where maybe a guy gets injured and he misses most of the season, but is able to come back for the postseason. Doesn't earn an doesn't earn an allocation, but he can wrestle for um, a spot at NCAs by stealing one, by stealing an automatic qualifying spot. If there were five before, and then when you add nineteen or when you add six teams, now there are seven. It becomes a little bit more doable for that person to finish in the top seven than it does the top five. So, from that perspective, I think I'd like it and I could see it working well. But from the scheduling and the logistics and the dilution of the product standpoint, I think it gets tough. And it goes back a little bit to Zeke Jones's point of Arizona State, where right now the Big 12 is a wrestling stronghold right there with the Big 10. And it has anchors like Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Arizona State. Uh, it has really good affiliates like you and I in Missouri. So it's in a very, very good spot. And does adding... Cal State Bakersfield helped them a lot. And I feel bad for Cal State Bakersfield because where do they go? They can't go to the MAC. They're not going to the Eastern Iowa or Eastern Intercollegiate Wrestling Association. So maybe they go, to, maybe they do go to the MAC. I don't know. So um, it's tough. It's tough for the remaining schools in the Pac 12. Maybe they, maybe we swap with Little Rock and we give them Cal Baptist or something just to give them another. Um, school out there and they can survive with six teams but um, yeah it's tough it's tough for them right now and I could see adding them and I could see just taking Oregon State and being happy yeah I think that's where my main thing is I would like to see no wrestling programs die I'd like absolutely I would like to continue to see the sport grow and of course although the smaller programs are not as impactful as those big ones there's still you know certain athletes that come out of it certain there's just certain things that we get out of those programs and we need them and we need to continue to grow just as a whole but i don't think adding all of them to the big 12 is the answer to see that growth continued i think there's a better way to make this be like a good thing in the long run and yeah, I just, I'm team not at all <laughs> to the big 12. Selfishly, I'll take Oregon State. Yep. Happily take Oregon State. But like you said, it's it's probably too much to try to figure out how to add all of them. And it's it's fun when you get a, a Cal Poly. Who is the the guy from Cal Poly? He wrestled at Wisconsin for a number of years. Evan was his name, um, I think. And that's the, it's the cool story because he was a multiple-time All-American for Wisconsin and he transfers to Cal Poly to be closer to home. And I don't remember if he All-American or if he made it to the round of 12 or something, but he anchored that Cal Poly team and he made them notable. Um, so you get those cool storylines with some of those smaller wrestling programs to where maybe a guy goes home for his senior season or maybe a Cal has California as a state has incredible wrestling. I mean, there are a number of Californians on Iowa State's own wrestling team that are going to make an impact this year. You got an Ethan Perriman, you got an MJ Gaetan. So they have really good high school wrestling. If some of those high schoolers stay in Cal, then suddenly you get some more of those storylines in March where, hey, this team's competing for, they have a guy who's competing for an All-American. So um, I think if you keep them in a Pac-12 type of conference or a West Coast conference or whatever happens to those teams out there, um, I think it helps the overall product as well. Well, and look at Stanford. Yeah. 
like that alone is, you know, they fought so hard to stay a program and we're, you know, hypothetically speaking, what if there's just, you know, they don't get picked up. What, what's keeping the school at that point from being like, Hey guys, we tried, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, that would suck. Well, they tried to cut it. That's how, that's how Iowa got real woods. <laughs> like Stanford tried really hard to cut wrestling. And I mean, we had the savior of Stanford wrestling here a couple of years ago yep. who won a NCAA championship. So yeah, if they, if the PAC 12 ceases to exist and there's nothing to replace it, then you might see some of those programs go away. And also Evan Wick. Was I was going to say, I was I the saw guy that. from Wisconsin who transferred to Cal Poly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really tough situation. And like Jackie said, the last thing we either of us want to see are more wrestling programs get cut. We already went through that enough. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't need more of it. So that's, again, football's king, and that's what's driving all realignment. I get that. But there are greater impacts, and you hope it doesn't impact a sport like wrestling too much in that regard where programs have to get cut. Well, and being a And no program has to get cut. Let's be very clear about that. <laughs> no program yes. has to. But it would give an athletic director an excuse to cut a program. Well, and the thing with affiliate affiliates as well, um, something I just learned today, Ben, you just learned it too, right? I did, yeah. Um, we asked for these affiliate programs, you know, what does that look like? Are you applying on a yearly basis? Is it a contract term? And it is a contract term and they have to pay a fee. Yeah. So the schools have to pay a fee, not yes. the conference. The schools that are applying have to pay a fee to be in the Big 12 or whatever affiliate conference. So it's like you look at a program like Little Rock. I don't know what their numbers are. I'm not going to pretend to know their budget, but I can imagine it's not an Iowa State budget. No. So like there's programs that being an affiliate just might not be in the cards because they can't afford it. So, yeah, when we look at it again, football is king. Well, a lot of that athletic department money is going that direction. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's just one of those where I would hope that it doesn't come down to where they have to be scooped up, but that somebody else well above us, more involved, can find them a more um, permanent solution than having to hope the Big 12 opens their doors, which I I don't have any inside information on that. I'm not sure what the plan is for those wrestling programs are right now, but I don't know. I just It's one of those where... It's very up in the air. And I feel bad because like we said, unfortunately, in this case, wrestling kind of is just hanging for dear life. <laughs> it's on for the ride. But um, I, I'm i hoping and just fingers crossed that we don't see any programs um, not exist. <laughs> but thankfully, at least in Ames, Iowa State is, you know, they're secure. They now have a new strong team to compete against in the conference um on a lighter note <laughs> ben tell me what you're looking forward to the most about having arizona state in the conference oh boy um a lot of things zeke jones is an absolute fireball in the corner like if you think john smith is animated and he is <laughs> zeke jones is just as animated he i remember um i think it was either first or second year i was covering wrestling for the Iowa state daily arizona state came to hilton and Zeke Jones is a fireball in the corner, man. He's all over the place. He's up in arms. He's wrestling with his wrestlers. He's one of those guys with the head and the hands. Um, so that alone is very entertaining. Um, and then the Arizona State wrestlers as a whole 
are good. Like they provide a really high level of wrestling um, for all Americans last year, which is great. They're returning a lot of those. I mean, Iowa State wrestled Arizona State this last year, and I guess as for as good as Pinero Johnson was this last year, he did get beat by Kyle Parko, who um, was one of those All Americans. They have a bunch of good lightweights like McCall McGee and Richie. I can't pronounce his last name. Figueroa. <laughs> you um, got it. And Brandon Courtney and guys like this. So, um, and they have another Valencia brother. Apparently, there's a third one, Cal Valencia. I was, so I was going to say this reminds me of, gosh, is it the Stotts? Is it the Stotts the family Stotts that just family keeps names. producing <laughs> Iowa State wrestlers? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's I I love the Arizona State edition. I really do. Both, like I said, big picture and wrestling wise, I think they're going to be a great fit. Um, I don't think it's in the budget for me and Jackie to go out to Tempe, Arizona for a <laughs> dual meet. But uh, if there's a January dual meet in Tempe, Arizona, man, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> if anyone would like to pay to travel, you have to pay for Ben and I's travel and yours. <laughs> you can take us. We'll put you on the pod. That would be fine. Uh, yeah, I definitely think people are very excited for road trips to Arizona. And, you know, to our luck, the Arizona duel would be like on a Wednesday or something mm -hmm. ridiculous, like the Missouri yeah. one that always ends up on a weekday so far. It has. Yeah. Hope hope that changes with the with it being <laughs> at home this year. Um, no, I think what I look forward to the most is very similar to you is that their fan base seems very animated, mm -hmm. very excited. I mean, even just in general in March, you can see just how passionate they are. And I think that brings a, a really exciting feel to the Big 12. Um, I mean, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Northern Iowa really are, you know, also very animated um, fan bases, programs, the coaches, but I'm very excited to add in that extra flair that Arizona State's gonna bring in. And like I said, they've been chirping on Twitter already. So clearly <laughs> they're coming in real hot, which is exciting. It's what you want. It's what makes wrestling, I think, stand out from other sports is that, you know, the smack talk, the, the really from both ends, the wrestlers and the coaches is always fun. And we get a lot of that from Coach Schwab and Coach Dresser. And I think, Arizona State might bring that same type of uh, fun back and forth uh, that we get to see once a year. So more coaches that'll challenge dresser the better for me because <laughs> it just makes media availability more fun. So it's kind of where I'm at. I couldn't agree more. I, I think you make great points. Wrestling fan bases just in general, the more engaged they are, the better they are. And that's true with any fan base, obviously. But um, it's especially true with wrestling because, like you mentioned, the Iowa UNI stuff, the Iowa State, Iowa, um, <laughs> all of it is just a ton of fun to watch unfold. And it does make for great environments and um, better wrestling. So in conclusion, <laughs> this is a really good thing for Iowa State wrestling to have Arizona State. And maybe Arizona State comes in guns blazing. <laughs> And if they beat Iowa State, then they might not be saying that. But I think this, I mean, if you want to be a top program, you want to continue to go against top teams. And Arizona State has proven that they deserve a seat at the table. So what better way than to join the Big 12? And what better way to continue to make the Big 12 competitive with the Big 10? Mm -hmm. I've had enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you might have. But I think the Big 10 is going to keep reigning supreme here for a couple more decades. Um, 
I thought about this a lot, right? Because right now the Big 12 is obviously king in basketball. Like men's basketball, without question, the Big 12 is heads and heads and toes above everybody else. In wrestling, the Big 10 is well above everybody else. But basketball to me seems to be a little bit more fluid than wrestling. Because for a while they're the ACC, you could make a really good argument was the best conference in basketball. Now I think the Big 12 is going to hold on to this title for a while just because the coaches seem to be in it for the long haul for the most part um but wrestling it seems you know you're gonna have iowa penn state ohio state um michigan wisconsin you're gonna have a whole bunch of teams there right at the top yeah so um i think the best we can hope for with the big 12 is i don't the big 12 is obviously <laughs> number two right now and i think that's pretty much unquestionable um so how do we close that gap a little bit? Can we have not a Big Ten team win a national title? When does that happen? I think if that starts happening, I still think the Big Ten overall will probably reign supreme still, but the day that the Big Ten doesn't win a national title, it better be a Big 12 team that does win it, and ideally it's Iowa State. But um, <laughs> that's when we can start having a conversation of, okay, we are rock solid, and how much closer can we close that gap? Well, and the fun thing is uh, with Dresser released that home schedule, at least just the teams they're wrestling, um, Wisconsin's coming to Iowa. They're going to wrestle at Humboldt. So we'll have a Big Ten team on display in small town Humboldt, home yeah. of Kevin Dresser. Yeah, with Chris Bono, former Iowa State national champion as the head coach of Wisconsin. So I love Chris Bono. I've talked to him a few times when he was at South Dakota State. And what uh, what a great ambassador for the sport. Um when Iowa State was going through its coaching hire and all that fun stuff, I really thought that Chris Bono might be the guy. Obviously, Kevin Dresser has turned out to be a great hire, uh, but I love Chris. I think he's a great coach, and I'm a, very excited for that duel because like Jack and I said earlier with the Iowa State UNI stuff and maybe this Iowa State-Arizona State stuff in the future, we're going to get some good sound bites from both Chris Bono and Kevin Dresser, I think. We should get the coaches on. We should. We had Schwab on that one time. Add it to the list. All right. <laughs> no, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Uh, like we've said before, dresser, master marketer. So what better way to continue this run in Humboldt than bringing Wisconsin all the way here for that. So it'll be fine. I'm excited as always. I'm, I'm obviously very excited for fall, but I'm already thinking about October media day at lead, so, <laughs> but, um, any final thoughts? No, I think we pretty much ran the gamut there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this plays out. Um, might not be so much fun if some of the teams get left out, but um, right now I'm all in on Arizona State, and I'd like to see Oregon State be added as well. Yeah, Oregon State's definitely up in the air, but, I mean, Arizona State immediately sent out that Big 12 logo, and I've seen a lot of their, like I said, a lot of their fans very excited about this, so... It's going to be fun as far as where where we stand right now. Things look like they're patching up to be a good time. So, but well, we'll leave it there. Ben and I have constant streams of ideas of what we need a podcast about. So maybe if Chris and Aiden give us permission to keep recording, <laughs> we'll we'll come back prior to wrestling season. But as always, thanks for listening, guys, and big shout out to Fairway, our sponsor here at Reaction Time. Thanks, guys.